This is Foothill Family Church with Mike Webb. Building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word. Now I want to show you four examples that prove our authority over the devil. I want you to turn with me first to, Matthew, to uh, Mark chapter 16. I'm going to combine a couple of scriptures here because there are four witnesses, four New Testament witnesses of our authority over Satan and his work. You remember in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, the Great Commission, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he appeared unto his disciples, and he says, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. That word power is the word authority. Literally, he's saying all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. I've got it all. Now, he did not have it all when he was here on the earth. He did not have that authority. The Bible says in Colossians 2.15 that Christ spoiled principalities and powers and made an open show of them. In other words, he took what power and authority the devil had when he conquered death. Death in the grave. So when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 18, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth, he's saying the authority that I had on the earth is the same, but now I've got more than that. And the first thing he did was commission the church to go in the world. In other words, the first thing he did was exactly what he did in his earthly ministry when he conferred upon the disciples power and authority over sickness and disease and to cast out evil spirits. He conferred that to the disciples, conferred the authority that he had on the earth at the time of his earthly ministry to the disciples, and they went everywhere healing the sick. Everywhere they found somebody that would receive them, everywhere that they found somebody that would accept by faith what they were teaching about God's plan for man, they had miraculous results. So now Jesus is raised from the dead and does exactly the same thing. This is not a foreign, uh, foreign experience to these guys. He says, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now you go use it in the earth. Why did he tell the church to go use his authority in the earth? Because he didn't stay here. He went to heaven. And since God is not a, a liar, man still has the position of authority on the earth. Only now it's greater than it was after the fall because we've been translated into the kingdom of God's son, Jesus. So Jesus conferred authority on the earth because he wasn't going to be here. Jesus' death required that he leave the planet, which is what happens at, at the point of physical death for all of us. You can't stay here if you don't have a body. So Jesus gave his authority, his newfound authority that he gained by conquering the enemy. He gave that authority to the church and said, go into all the world. Use my authority in all the world, in other words. I'll take care of things in heaven. You take care of things on the earth. That's why he made such a big deal about us doing the same works that he did and even greater works because he's going to the Father. Now in Mark chapter 16, did you find that yet? Verse 17, here's Mark's account of the Great Commission. 
He said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. These are the signs of those that are doing the work of God here on the earth. Notice the first one. In my name they shall cast out devils. First thing Jesus said about us doing the work of occupying till he comes. Going into all the world and making disciples of all nations. The first thing he said would be the sign, or the first sign he said, would be what we could recognize the church by is authority over the devil. In my name they shall cast out devils. That's exactly the same thing as saying in my name they'll exercise authority over the devil. Now, if you didn't have authority over the devil, there's no way you could cast one out. Is there? So without question, one of the things, in fact, the first thing that Jesus said would be the sign of the church, those doing his will here on the earth, those disciples in whom the word is abiding in them would be the exercise of authority. See, I think too many people are trying to look for, the, look for God or Jesus to do something about the devil. When he says over and over and over again, it's up to you to do something about the devil. See, the devil's not up in heaven. The devil was once in heaven. God dealt with him pretty severely there. So the first thing he said is, in my name thus you cast out devils. If you didn't have authority over the devil, you couldn't deal with him. You couldn't cast him out. You couldn't remove his, or uproot his power. But that's exactly what Jesus said we should do. Now turn with me to James chapter 4. Let's see what James said. James another, is another New Testament writer inspired by the Holy Ghost. Notice in verse 7, James 4, 7, he said, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now if you didn't have authority over the devil, you couldn't resist him. But notice what Jesus said. Jesus said, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. One meaning of the word flee is to run from as in terror. If you didn't have authority over him, there's no way you could make him run. Too many people are on the run, but the devil's after them. Or at least that's the way they think it is. But it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. I would submit to you that that means submit yourselves to the word. I would submit to you that means exactly what Jesus said when he said, letting the word abide in you. If you abide in me and my word abides in you. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Notice he didn't say pray to God that God will do something about the devil. Folks, God's already done something about the devil. He's, al he's already done everything he's going to do about the devil until the time comes to cast him in the lake of fire. According to the book of Revelation, when that takes place, we have already departed from the earth and the devil is no longer a problem for us either. But until that time, anything that is done about the devil, any authority that's exercised over the devil, any work that you and I and the rest of the church world does Concerning the devil is up to us to exercise God's authority. You're the one that has authority. Luke's first Peter chapter five. Here's the third witness. We've got Jesus and we've got James. Let's see what Peter said. 
Let's start in verse 7. He said, casting all your care upon him. Well, let me back up a verse, verse 6. He said, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. That means to his word. Humble yourselves to the word of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Folks, let me stop here long enough to, to make a couple of comments. The world has an exactly opposite viewpoint of what humility is according to the Bible. See, the church thinks being humble is to take whatever comes along. Not raise a stink. If things aren't the way that the Bible says they should be in my life or in yours, well, you know, we'll just humble ourselves to God. But that's a, a cop-out. It's a, a poor means of trying to escape reality. Because humbling yourself unto God means to accept what God said to be true, even if it's not the way you feel or is not the way things look. See, the Bible says that you and I are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Well, more than conquerors aren't defeated. More than conquerors don't suffer defeat. More than conquerors don't allow the devil to run roughshod through their lives. More than conquerors don't take whatever the devil brings against them and says, oh, well. More than conquerors don't do that. The Bible says we're victorious. Victors don't accept defeat. Now, which is true? The way we feel? Or what God's word says. God's word is true whether we believe it or not. God's word is true whether we make it work in our lives or not. God's word is true because it's God's word. Join Mike Webb and Foothill Family Church every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our weekly healing school. Healing school is for those who are in need of being healed from sickness in their body, as well as those who want to strengthen their faith in the area of healing. Jesus said the kingdom of God is as a man speaking the word of God into his heart. You exercising your authority in the name of Jesus by whom you have access into the kingdom of heaven to say that for you, you are free from the influence of sickness and disease. Foothill Family Church is in Orange County at the corner of Bake Parkway and Lake Forest Drive, just minutes off the 5 Freeway. To learn more about how you and your family can connect with Foothill Family Church, simply log on to mikeweb.tv. Foothill Family Church, building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word. Notice when you humble yourself to the Word, when you make yourself subject to the Word, by believing it, confessing it, and acting on it, God does raise us up. How does He do that? He makes his word come to pass in our lives. He brings about the very things that we've been speaking and believing and accepting to be true. Because remember, we're the ones that decide in our own lives how things are going to be. You have authority in your life. Humble yourselves, therefore, into the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Folks, I personally believe that casting all your care on the Lord in, uh, because he cares for you is there specifically because due time 
doesn't come instantaneously. If there was no due time to come, if there was no point in time where the word produced results and became a reality in your life, I'm talking about in the physical sense. I'm not talking about by faith. If there was no time delay, there's nothing to cast your cares on the Lord about. We wouldn't have any cares. If we knew that we just had to believe God for five minutes or five days, then we'd steal ourselves, we'd get ready for that. We wouldn't have, have anything to be anxious about. But because things don't work instantaneously, because you don't get instant results with the word in most cases, there's plenty of opportunity for anxiety to arise. So he said, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now all of a sudden he starts talking about the devil. Hadn't spoken a word about the devil up to this point. But when he talks about the time between believing and having, then he mentions the devil in his operation. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The word sober is interesting. Every, uh, nearly every place, there's one time that's an exception. But nearly every place the word sober is used in the New Testament, it comes from a root word that means not moved by emotion. Not moved by emotion. So he says, be sober and be vigilant. Stay on alert. And don't let your emotions get the best of you. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Don't let your emotions cause you to worry or have anxiety or fret about anything. Cast those over on the Lord. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, doesn't say that he is one. It says he, has, he is as one. Now, in what way is the Bible talking about him being like a lion? He makes a lot of noise. He makes a lot of noise. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Notice it didn't say picking out people that he will devour. He's on the lookout for who will let him devour them. Now, the reason he has to act, uh, operate in this manner by seeking whom he may devour is because man has authority on the earth. You decide whether he devours you or not. You and only you. God doesn't make that choice. God made provision for every one of his children to not be devoured by the devil. But that's up to you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom, talking about the devil, here's what to do about him. Whom resist, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, he says the devil works against all of us the same way. Now, you're going to have to resist him. Here's another case, folks. Here's the third of the four witnesses where the Holy Spirit is telling us what to do about the devil. If you didn't have authority over him, you couldn't resist him. But the Bible says resist him steadfast in the faith so that he doesn't devour you. You're going to have to stand in faith between the humbling yourself to God's word and the due time when you're exalted. Or when you receive your answer, in other words. You're going to have to resist him in the faith. If you didn't have authority over him, there'd be no way for you to do that. It would be impossible for you to resist the devil. See, folks, the devil's not making choices about who gets devoured. 
We are. He's already decided that he's going to try to devour you. You decide whether or not he's successful. Let's look at the fourth witness. The Bible says in the mouth of three or four witnesses, every word should be established. We've given you three. Now let's look at the fourth. Ephesians chapter 4. We'll start in verse 22. Paul writes to the church, spirit-filled, born-again believers. He said that they should put off concerning the former manner of life, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Think differently. Think according to what the word says, not according to what you used to think. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Notice that's a byproduct of being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Now, folks, we always are going to have a flesh to contend with. And isn't it sad that the Bible has to tell the church, Christians, believers, people that love God, to quit lying to each other? See, so many times people have said in times past, the problem with the church is the hypocrites. The problem with the church is those, are, is those people among us who aren't living up to what we profess to believe. Well, folks, we all have a flesh to contend with. We all have one. So the Bible says, put away the things the parts of the old man, the old manner of life that we used to do because we were influenced of the devil. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be not, be, I'm sorry, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. He mentions two things. He mentions lying, untruthfulness, and he mentions anger. Now, I want you to notice about anger, he does not say it's a sin to be angry. Jesus was angry when he drove the money changers out of the temple. It's not a sin to be angry. But how you let anger affect you can be sinful. Jesus drove the money changers out of the temple, turned their tables over, drove them out with a little whip that he made out of cords. He separated those businessmen from, his, from their money. They went running. I don't think many people have a picture of God in that context. But Jesus was angry about how the money changers had made the temple a business. So he separated them from their money. He had to be serious, folks. He drove these Jewish bankers out of the temple. And they left their money. But he didn't sin. Be angry and sin not. Now he gives you a clue on how not to sin when you are angry. He said, let not the sun go down on your wrath. Anger that festers will lead to sin. Anger that festers will always lead to sin. Now notice what he says in verse 27. He said, neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. He's saying, don't give anger any place. Don't let anger continue overnight because that will lead you into sin. And just in the same way as you can keep anger from taking you into sin or causing you to sin, you can withstand the devil or stand against the devil and not give him any place in your life. 
Folks, if you didn't have a greater power than the devil has, if you didn't have authority over the devil and his influence, that would be an impossible verse of Scripture to live up to. But the Bible says, just matter of fact, neither give place to the devil. Don't give the devil any place in you. So here's four witnesses, four New Testament witnesses. Jesus, James, Peter, and Paul. That were inspired by the Holy Ghost to do what they did and say what they said. And all four of these witnesses say that you have authority over the devil. You're the one that has it. You're the one that has it. Now I'm going to close with Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. We'll back up to verse 17. The 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Jesus has given them instructions of what to do, go into all the cities that he would come into afterwards. He sent them out two by two. He said, preach the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Heal the sick. And cause the power of God to deliver people. He doesn't say one word in his instructions that, that we have record of. He doesn't say one word about authority of the, over the devil. But the 70 returned and they said this stuff works just like you said that it would. It even works against evil spirits. Now folks, would Jesus give the 70? We don't even know any of the 70's names. Would Jesus give the 70 more authority on the earth before he went to the cross and defeated death than he would give to his children, the church, his family now? If so, we have a right to challenge God's justice. But thank God he didn't. I think we're going to find out that we had more authority than they had. And for most of the church, maybe most of the church, they still did more than we did. So they returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He's not talking about the devil fell when the 70 used the name of Jesus. He's talking about way back when, before the creation account in Genesis, when the devil was dealt with, he said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. Lightning comes on pretty suddenly, doesn't it? That's the example Jesus used for the devil being cast out of heaven. I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven. In other words, Jesus is saying the devil's been defeated for a long time. God defeated the devil before the creation account. We know that Jesus conquered death, hell in the grave. So Jesus brought an even greater authority for the church, for you and me than these people had he's saying Satan has been defeated for a long time there's nothing to be afraid of that guy for I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven behold I give unto you power the word power is the word authority behold I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power that word means ability and over all the ability of the devil meaning the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Folks, I want you to understand, that's what he said their authority would do for them. You've got more than that. We have all authority. As Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. I'll take care of things in heaven, you use it here on the earth. That's more than these guys have. Way more. Far above 
all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Do you know anybody in their right mind that would claim that Jesus does not have greater authority than the devil now? That would be blasphemous, wouldn't it? The Bible says you're raised to the same place he is. The Bible says you have the same power that put him there at the right hand of God the Father. The Bible says all things in his name, all things have been put under his feet. He said as a result of them using their name, them using his name, the 70 using the name of Jesus, which they recognized gave them authority to cast out evil spirits, he said, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, which are symbolic of the devil's ability. And then he went further and said, And over all the power or ability of the devil, I give you authority over all the power, all the ability of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And you've been raised far above that. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. The Bible says that the woman with issue of blood came in the press behind and touched Jesus' garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, when she touched him, straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. The Bible says Jesus, knowing in himself that virtue or power had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? You know the rest of the story. She, fearing and trembling, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. If her faith made her whole, then your faith can make you whole. My faith can make me whole. The one thing that, that you'll never hear anybody say is that faith has been done away with. People will say that healing and miracles have been done away with. That was all for the early church, the apostles, when the last one died because they were such great people. When the last one of those people died, then that was all done away with. But Jesus credited people's faith for bringing them the results, not even his own power. Well, her due time came instantly when she touched his garment. She felt in her body, but active faith brings a moment in time when you feel the change or see the change or experience the change, depending on what you're believing for. If it's not sickness and disease, there may not be any feeling involved. But there was a moment in time, a specific moment, where she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. It says, knowing in herself what was done because she felt in her body. Feelings come after faith is exercised. It took faith first for, to bring feelings. But thank God the feelings came. The feelings will come for you too. The reality of God's word will come to you too. In due time. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he conferred authority over the devil to the church in his name. He said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Heaven backs us up when we use the authority that's in the name of Jesus. Take authority over the devil and over your circumstances today in the name of Jesus. Thanks for watching today. Come visit us at Foothill Family Church. 
This is Foothill Family Church with Mike Webb. He's going to lead you first to the knowledge of the Word concerning your case, your situation. He's going to lead you to pray in line with what God's Word says about your situation. And then He's going to lead you into offering praises and thanksgiving unto the Lord. Join us Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Visit us online at mikeweb.tv. Foothill Family Church, building strong, spirit-filled lives through God's Word.